Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scoopy Radio. On your airwaves. On the plane on the train, on your video game console. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoopy, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And make sure to subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Media, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitch App, everywhere, or simply by visiting ScoopBradio.com. Now, if you all have been paying attention to Scoop B Radio for a while, we offer this thing called Scoop B Radio Overtime. And how ironic we've been using the voiceover for years for that off of a video game we actually have the guy whose voice is on it it's none other than the voice of nba jam we have tim kitzrow on scoopy radio tim welcome to the pod it's the buzzer no good hey brandon how are you man <laughs> nice to be on i didn't know you were you were using some some uh, voice calls that's an honor that's uh, that's great to hear I just have to tell you man you know you're, you're supposed to you know there's no cheering in the in, in the in the press booth but um, there's few things in my life that, that, that have been part of my purpose and where I am now. And the NBA on NBC and NBA Jam has been the soundtrack of, of, of my childhood. And to have you on it, it's, it's like, wow. <laughs> hey, I remember that game. This is the NBA on NBC. And here comes showtime. Boom shakalaka. That was, that was one of the, uh, the, uh, remake titles after, uh, NBA Jam license that uh, went over to acclaim. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Trammell, the same creator we did uh, Showtime, at, right. at a shack I think on the side of the uh, cabinet. That was it. That, mm-hmm. that was a good game. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. Yep. It's crazy because um, 25 year anniversary of NBA Jam happened not too long ago, and yep. I actually talked to Commissioner Adam Silver um, just about what it was like, and he was actually working in the league office. This was back when uh, David Stern was still a commissioner, and and he uh-huh. talked about the early days. He told me he was actually a fan of the game. Scoop. Oh, fantastic. That's good for me, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I've been trying to move into, uh, uh, you know, getting more work with the NBA teams and really want to get in with the league office. And I, I actually met Commissioner Stern at the Hall of Fame ceremonies last year. 
and talked to him a little bit about jam. And unfortunately, he was kind of unaware of it at the time, even though mm-hmm. he was like the guy who was known for the great PR for the league. And when I told him it, it made a billion dollars the first year and two billion overall, his eyes just about popped out of his head. <laughs> Whoa. And, and he did understand with retrospect, he goes, well, the reason was, he goes, that was the Internet of the day the you know, the, the, the video games. He goes, that's what, you know, reached people around the world. And I told him, I said, I've got fans from around the world that, you know, South America, the Philippines, is that they're only in Australia, their only connection with the NBA back then was NBA Jam. That's how they got to know players and became fans of the league. So they, they kind of missed the boat the first time around because they just didn't, you know, video games were really a, a brand new thing. I don't think they knew what to do with them or, or understood the impact that it was having on the league at the time. And it was a big one. Tim, I want to take it back. Tim Kisrow on Scoopy Radio on the line talking NBA Jam. Um, you've had some, for those who are too young to remember, um, Boom Shakalaka, he's heating up, uh, slams it. Oh, my, he's on fire. Those are all of your calls from back in the day. How old were you when you did those I think, I, I, think I, was about, I think I was about 34. Uh, I, I moved to Chicago from New York in 87, started doing the voice work for uh, pinball games at uh, Midway Valley Williams in Chicago. And uh, after about 10 or 15 titles, they said they were doing, they're going to get do more video games. Uh, uh, the technology was allowing more and more speech in games. And uh, this was going to be the first uh, arcade-style uh, sports game that wasn't going to be uh, animated. It was going to be taken from actual photographs and pixel manipulated, like, by hand to create the, the likeness of players as opposed to just the, the cartoon uh, uh you know, animation that had had uh, gone in previous years. So it was exciting to be on the ground floor. I had no idea really what I was getting into. I wasn't a video game player, and I was a huge basketball fan, so it was a perfect synthesis. And, you know, the rest is history. As I said, it made a billion dollars the first year. And then uh, they were on a roll out there with uh, Mark Trammell uh, doing NFL Blitz next. Of course, he'd done Smash TV, also a very iconic uh, game. And then uh, we did all the sports titles, NHL hits, and I'll be Slugfest, and I was lucky enough to be the writer and the voice for all the uh, uh, franchises. Now, you talked about, number one, you being a native New Yorker and moving to Chicago. Um, at the time when you were on NBA Jam, um, the NBA, I, I considered the 90s the golden era of the league. Oh, yeah. Like I considered the 90s uh, the golden era for hip-hop. It was emerging mm-hmm. there as well. Did you watch basketball? All the time. Uh, you know, started out uh, a fan of uh, the Milwaukee Bucks when I was a kid, and uh, I was just so struck by Lou Alcindor, you know, a seven foot four giant. And when you're a kid, you know, it was like the fascination with giants and dinosaurs. And it's like, there's a guy who's seven foot four. Then I followed the Lakers when he went there. And it's hard to believe, for, especially for younger listeners, that at that time, uh, mid 80s, the NBA Finals was on tape delay, you know, was shown the next day. It wasn't even, you know, live uh, often. So, but I watched all those great uh, Lakers Celtics uh, finals and uh, played all the time and uh, was playing at the YMCA here in Chicago probably four times a week and watching all the, uh, the NBC broadcasts. Of course, that was basically your only option, the game of the week and Marv Albert. So he was definitely in my head when I was uh, recording that. Marv Albert. Vinny Johnson from the Pistons. That's that's where it started. Yeah, Vinny Johnson was the automatic offense. His nickname was the microwave, and he came in, and Marv would go, "He's on fire! He's heating up!" <laughs> so you microwave. literally, yes, with the facial, count it. 
So you literally were, because it's crazy you bring that up. I didn't know you existed. Like I told you before we got on air, I thought you were just a computer. You literally were channeling your inner Marv Albert when you were talking on, oh, yeah. on the game. Oh, yeah. Just like any kid in the backyard, that's the voice in your head. You know, when, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I would do my own voice for like every kid. You know, before you would go in, you'd get called into dinner. I'd have to hit a, a, a fadeaway shot or something. It was always, you know, three seconds on the clock. Kids are with the ball. Goes baseline. Boom shakalaka. I wish I'd said boom shakalaka when I was a kid. I would have been a hero. But uh, no, I'd always uh, do my own calls in the backyard when I played and so, of course, listening to uh, Marv Albert, that voice is just stuck in my head. And, and so that was like the origin of my you know, character just going, hey, that's this guy brings the energy every night. That's what we're going to do here. This is a high speed, you know, fast paced game. And uh, and then later on, it just you know turned into my own signature sound. And especially with the other titles, Blitz and everything else, just created my own announcer style. Help me understand something. <clears throat> um, I remember as a kid. Going to the movie theater, playing X Men, um, the video game in the movies. After mm-hmm. going to the movies with my parents, um, playing NBA Jam, the regular version, um, and then um, I remember just the NBA Jam tournament edition, NBA Jam peaks being a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I-, I begged my mom the day it came out um, to, to you know get some money out of her paycheck to, to, <laughs> to, to, to get it. I remember coming home from school. I believe I was in the fourth or fifth grade, and I came home and it was there. The thing that I remembered between NBA Jam, the regular version, and NBA mm-hmm. Jam Tournament Edition was you added um, commentary that wasn't in the first one. Was that your doing? Was that the company's doing? What made you? Because I think, oh my, he's on fire was added. There was some other commentary that was added. What made you add to it? Who told you to add it? And what was your thought process? Well, actually, I've learned more from, you know, people like you and fans about you know different facts about different games because to me it's just all kind of a blur you you know you go into the studio you do it and so many years ago but i know that obviously uh, doing the new version you know we always tried to add something as i said the you know the technology then didn't allow us to the memory just could not hold that much so it probably increased every year it was like oh we can do more speech but then when we got to the first home version it was less speech and quicker. They had me basically like double my, you know, the speed of delivery just to, to make sure it could fit. But uh, John Hay was the original uh, music composer of the NBA Jam title. He was a producer at uh, Midway Games and he wrote the script, the, the first, you know, couple. I didn't start the, the writing until NFL Blitz and then later uh, all the writing for uh, MLB Slugfest. So the early days, uh, you know, we, we would improvise things in there. And I'm sure some of the things were just, you know, stuck in my head from Marv, like, you know, oh, my, or he's on fire or whatever. So uh, we always tried to add something. But I, myself, I'm not really familiar with how much, you know, the speech differed from, from those two games. Scoopy Radio Online talking NBA Jam. Have you been paying attention to social media and these kind of these spoofs that everybody's doing now where they're putting like Anthony Davis and LeBron James head to head against uh, Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George and, and using your voiceovers in these NBA Jam uh, kind of remakes online? I, I haven't. So you're going to have to send me a, a link or any other fans out there. Uh, Tim underscore Kitzrow on Twitter. Um, I, I actually uh, have been working uh, with some artists, uh, music artists and producers to do some uh, things for the NBA and for teams. And ESPN had just uh, had a post picturing the select player select screen with all the new uh you know dynamic duos in the nba and they said this is the perfect time for new jam so i did a video which you can see on my twitter site 
uh, of these great players uh, head-to-head, and it's just, you know, a dream come true this year to have that kind of classic NBA-style matchup with, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James take on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And it's just so many, so many great possibilities this year. Uh, hopefully all of them get, you know, good head-to-head game of the week, and, and we, we see what happens. It's an exciting year for the NBA, to be sure. You know, you missed it. You were supposed to say tonight's matchup. Yeah, tonight's matchup. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George take on LeBron James and Anthony Davis. <laughs> Did, you know what? I've always wanted to know. I remember there was a section on, uh, I think it might have been a rookie's team or something, but sometimes you would go, tonight's matchup, Lakers versus Oregon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spilled some hot that? coffee on myself. And we what, kept what it in. Mean? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we were we we like to clown around and 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 you know I was always doing outtakes and just throwing in stuff and and I'm sure at one point I was just horsing around and John let's keep that in. <laughs> I've actually had a lot of questions on social media like what the hell was that? <laughs> Lakers versus. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you, you know when I look back at um, NBA Jam and I and I look at today's games, um, the thing that stands out is. The animation on NBA Jam was horrible, but it was still fun to play. Yeah, but, you know, in retrospect, and I I just, you know, was looking at some clips of it the other day, it was state-of-the-art. It was like, it was HD, baby. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, uh, you know, the the recent version we did, uh, EA Sports did something interesting. They actually just took photos of the players, like in the big head mode, uh, mm-hmm. They get like four different uh, uh, angles of their head, so you actually have the the real photo like you know uh, uh, face on the players, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I want to know. You, you kind of touched on it a few seconds ago. You talked about uh, playing around in the studio. What was yeah. NBA Jam voiceover studio like? It was uh, old school. It was in the um, uh, back room of the pinball factory, and it looked like a depressing little college uh, dorm. You know, a couple of drop ceilings and fluorescent lights, and we had the what voiceover people call the meat locker booth. It's just like a big refrigerator. You go in the soundproof booth, and uh, just a tiny little room, and you know, scream for a couple hours, and uh, <laughs> forget about it. Come back a few days. I think it took us maybe a total of. Uh, you know, 20 hours, 10, 20 hours. Most of the, the time was uh, doing the player names. Stockton, Stockton, Stockton. Hippin, Hippin, Hippin. <laughs> but there, there actually wasn't that much uh, dialogue in there. You know, it was like, uh, puts up a brick, no good. Can't buy a bucket. Rejected. Razzle, dazzle. From downtown. Nothing but net. Yes. Oh, my. So, there you go. Greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, and then I noticed, like, early on, I think the home editions didn't always have the, you, you sang the name, but the arcade always had it. Right, and that was, once again, because they didn't have enough memory. And they were also, I think, concerned that if there were any um, changes or additions to that following year, they didn't want to do updates, new players, whatever. So they, they kept it out. Yeah, that must suck. When yep. you have, like... I'm trying to think, somebody who got traded while NBA Jam was on, I'm sure there was a lot of people. Yeah. Like, Dana Barrows might have been on the Celtics and then went to the Sixers. hmm And he was still a Celtic. Yeah. For the whole year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the idea is, you know, the, you know, the modern era, you know, it should be updated regularly. 
you know, the, and whenever a player switches or a new player comes on or a rookie, an all-star, a booker, you know, all the rookies every year, and, you know, their EA is missing the boat right now because they just have not uh, paid attention to the title, uh, unfortunately. Were you ever disappointed that Michael Jordan was not on the game when you were of doing Of course. It? Of course. It was just, uh, you know, terrible thing. You know, he, he was, I was his biggest fan. I was in Chicago. I had actually, in Albany, New York, Bill Jackson was the coach of the CBA League, the Patroons, and they won a title. I moved out here. He became the assistant coach. And then Michael Jordan, I had seen in the, uh, you know, playing in the Olympics. And, you know, he came to the Bulls. And so it was such an exciting time. So for him not to be in the game was disappointing. But there is an actual side story that's interesting that he, uh, Gary Payton, and King Griffey Jr., all wanted to be in the game. Gary Payton wasn't in the very first year um, uh, with the Celtics, I mean, with the Sonics. So we got a call from their agents, and we I came back in the studio, recorded their voices. The artists put together, you know, the, the visuals, and we sent them each a large NBA Jam cap. Actually, Gary Payton bought three and uh, spoke to him recently. He's got three of them out uh, in his home in Oakland. So there is actually, uh, you know, like four or five cabinets in the world that exists. I have, I'd love to ask Michael Jordan if he's still got his, uh, but Gary Payton's super excited. He said his son's grew up, grew up playing it and uh, he loves it. So there you go. And maybe one day I've talked to Mark Trammell about seeing if we could uh, find out uh, legally how to release that Holy Grail, that version with Michael Jordan in it so that everybody could play it, see it, or at least uh, uh, get it into like the Hall of Fame. And there's some discussion, maybe the Hall of Fame is going to do some updating to include like a little exhibit of the effects of, you know, the video games uh, on, on the uh, league and to, you know, have an old NBA jam cabinet. And that would be great to have the Michael Jordan version there. So you may think I'm crazy when it's, when you say cabinet, what do you mean? The, the arcade, you know, okay. not the home version. Yeah. The, the old cabinet. Yep. Do you own a cabinet to this day? Unfortunately, no. And when you worked uh, at the at, at Midway Games, they offered you any game that you wanted and worked on for like $400 and had no room for it back then and probably not the money either. <laughs> it's, uh, it was pretty sad to think that, you know, I could have had a Blitz and a Jam and, you know, any of the other games there and the pinball games as well. My mother tells me, and my parents tell me a lot, not just my mom, my stepdad, he's a Chicago native, to stay out of people's pockets. I'm not asking mm-hmm. how much, but how much would someone who does voiceovers like you typically make for doing those type of things? Well, back then it was just, uh, you know, talking 93, and uh, it was just like any other person going in to do a voice like I did for pinball games. You just had an established rate. Mine was $50 an hour. And when I found out that they made a billion dollars and I made 800, <laughs> that was a little upsetting. So as the years went on, my uh, wage increased to uh, 500 an hour while working with them. And, uh, you know, then you know, it got pretty good as, as, you know, the years went by and we remade it with uh, EA Sports. So it's, you, you can make a good living. But the, the trouble for me was once the arcade titles, that era kind of disappeared, uh, Everybody was doing sim games, and they got broadcasters. So I kind of found myself, you know, a dinosaur without, you know, without a, a regular gig. So uh, it's been fun to uh, do some this uh, comeback tour with NBA Jam and uh, do a new arcade-style game, Mutant Football League, which I just did with uh, Michael Menheim here in Chicago of Digital Dreams. And Mutant Football League is a remake of his original classic from 93, Mutant League Football. It actually had a Saturday morning cartoon show characters uh figurines or whatever 
So uh, this is a new crazy parody of the NFL, and we don't have the NFL license uh, people, look, you know, legal you know, team looking over us. So we can get away with uh, lots of uh, crazy over-the-top humor, a little more adult language. And as I said, we parody all the team players and names. Uh, bomb shady, and you have, you have dirty tricks on the field. So it's kind of like NFL Blitz, but with all these fun, crazy, dirty tricks, you can pull out a shotgun. Bomb shady pulls out a shotgun and shoots the defender's face off. And that gives a whole new meaning to the term shotgun formation. Kaboom! A <laughs> game is selling well, and, and we're hoping to make a mutant, mutant hockey league, uh, which was also uh, back in the 90s. We make that. So, yeah, things are turning around. Anybody who's been out uh, on the town lately knows that arcade bars are all the like the new rage. It's kind of like the, the nightclub for the uh, millennials. Uh, huge arcades, one in San Francisco I visited when I was out there has a uh, old theater that the Grateful Dead played at. So, you know, two balconies, uh, you know, 60-foot screen on stage, playing live games, interactive, every single video game, pinball game you can imagine. And uh, so that it's really brought back the interest. Of, I think that this new generation, they missed out on that hands-on, you know, the arcade cabinet and the experience of being at the arcade. And now they, you know, because they're bars, you can drink and, you know, relive your childhood memories if you're older if you're younger it's like a whole new thing it's a new technology to you know stand around the nba jam cabinet with 10 friends and put your quarters on there and play and that was one of the great draws of the game is it brought people together you know to play like you know the virtual playground there'd always be 10 or 20 guys and who's got next who's got next and i used to go up to the uh, arcade here in chicago and There'd be 10 or 15 people around. I'd watch for a little bit, and over the guy's shoulder, I'd go, What's up, a brick? Ugly shot. Get that stuff out of here. And he'd say, Hey, man, you sound like the dude in the game. i go, I am the dude, dude. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> Drop the mic and walk away. Blow their minds. <laughs> Tim, what was your background before voiceovers? Uh, classical uh, training as an actor at Purchase College. Uh, my roommate was Stan Tucci. <laughs> I thought I was going to spend my life, you know, doing theater and uh, loved it, uh, but it didn't pay the bills. And I had a son when I was uh, young, when I was 27, and uh, decided to uh, move to Chicago, go to Second City. I was really uh, more interested in doing comedy than classical theater, you know, at that point. So I uh, trained at the Second City when, you know, all the greats were here, you know, Chris Farley, Tim Meadows, Steve Carell. You know, we used to go out and auditions together. Steve and I, we auditioned for the uh, Mickey Mouse Club host way back there in the wow. 90s. So, you know, it was uh, Stephen Colbert. Everybody was here. It was, it was a great time. So I took my improv skills to an unlikely place, the, you know, the video game world. And to think of it, you know, that was really kind of the, the very beginning of the explosion of the video game. So that industry, the video game industry, actually took, you know, surpassed Hollywood for total revenue uh, years ago. So I took my improv skills to create these, you know, these whole worlds in, in the, uh, the sports genre. So I, I got very lucky to have a place to put, you know, my love of humor, writing, and acting all together. I heard that Rasheed Wallace and those North Carolina guys played NBA Jam in their dorms at North Carolina. I know you talked about King Griffey Jr., Gary Payton, and Michael yeah. Jordan playing the games. What are some other crazy stories that you've heard from players well, well, in there? Well, the other one, first of all, there's a, uh, uh, if you follow me, Tim underscore Kitzrow, uh, there's an NBA Jam book uh, coming out. There will be a, 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 a actual paper version, but it will be an online book uh, called NBA Jam. NBA Jam, the book is the, uh, is the Twitter handle. But uh, he interviewed Glenn Rice, 
Shaquille O'Neal, lots of other players. You're going to get all the backstory. But in his interviews with Shaq, and I, I had actually known this for years, Shaq, when he traveled, would either have an arcade cabinet brought on the road, you know, actually on the plane, or in a city he would have his entourage find an arcade at a local place, give the guys whatever, thousand bucks for the night, take the cabinet, put it in his hotel room, and his teammates would play, he said, all night and gamble <laughs> playing playing NBA Jam. So that's, that's a pretty cool story. Wow. You got any more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other one, there's a ghost story connected with it. Uh, okay. A very tragic story of Drazen Petrovic, one of the great NBA players and first, like, you know, foreign players. Uh, he died in a car accident. He was, of course, in NBA Jam. And at the, um, uh, at the Midway, where they had a cabinet always in the cafeteria, a couple times uh, uh, people, like, closed up at night, 10 or 11 o'clock, dark, all of a sudden the NBA Jam cabinet would just come on, you know, and it would start going, Petrovic, Petrovic, <laughs> just me saying his name. And that story then also was corroborated by some arcade owners around the country that the same thing happened. So I thought that was pretty cool that through through the ethers that uh, his energy was able to come back and say, I'm still here. I'm a player. Wow. Now, this is like, first of all, as I said, Scoopy Radio on the line with my man, Tim, my new friend, Tim, yeah. with uh, NBA Jam. It's cool to have you on. Um, it's crazy because I went to go see the the the, um, the Spike Lee film uh, Black Klansman. Yeah, and they kept saying "Boom Shakalaka" over and over again. And I thought of you. Did you did you see the movie? Did you hear about that? Still, how could I miss that? But I I, I did see it, and uh, I I don't remember that. So I'm gonna have to go back. It's on it's on uh, pay per view now. I'll have to look at that. I know it pops up everywhere. I actually heard it on a Cheetos commercial a few weeks ago. <laughs> Some kid just or the tiger yells up, or the you know cheetah yells up, boom chakalaka. So yes, it's it's made its way into the you know pop pop culture vernacular and. And I was fortunate enough to be the one to uh, bring it there. And also, fortunately, because there are a lot of guys like you uh, in that median age range that grew up playing jam, now a lot of guys who work in NBA offices are fans. And I started calling league offices a couple of years ago to try to uh, do some stuff for the uh, throwback Tuesdays, Thursdays, and you know, nostalgia night. So I, I began doing uh, highlights a few years ago for Houston. Houston Rockets did one on their Jumbotron for their 20th anniversary night of their championships. And, and actually, uh, Adam Silver was on hand for that. And USA Today reviewed it, said it was one of the greatest highlights they'd ever seen. And so that led to more jobs, the, the Wizards uh, and the... Uh, the Golden State Warriors last couple of seasons, I did highlights for them during the uh, playoffs and finals. So, you know, it has a home. And when you go there, everybody in the stand, you know, most of the guys, probably 80, 90 percent played NBA Jam. And I get introduced at half court. The Clippers did an NBA Jam day. And then you walk around later and everybody's like, hey, boom, shaglock, Mr. Boom, shaglock. He's he it's like It's a crazy feeling to suddenly, you know, be, you know, recognized uh, by my voice. And then once people see me at the stadium to to have that uh, kind of response. It's, it's a great feeling. The Warriors did a hanging with Mr. Cooper Day recently, uh, within the last year or so. And mm -hmm. obviously, uh, comedian Mark Curry, along with Holly Robinson, Pete, Nathan Simone was on the show as well. Uh, he was a guy who played with the Golden State Warriors and was injured and became a school teacher in Oakland. And uh -huh. I honored him. And, and I actually talked to E40 about it. And E40 was like, yes, obviously, him being from Vallejo, not too far from Oakland. Do you. Two-part question. Yeah. One, 
Would you like to see teams do NBA Jam Day? And two, yeah. what's ne- what do you ultimately like? What is the next lateral move for you career wise? So starting well, with the first question, NBA Jam Day. And you're listening to Scoop B Radio with Brandon Robinson. And here's a scoop from NBA Jam's Mr. Boom Shakalaka. And he's talking to himself in the third person right now. This is getting a little scary. Great question, Scoop. And here's the scoop on that. Okay. Uh, number one, I'm constantly pursuing uh, working with the NBA teams to do these uh, highlight videos. And I'm uh, adding the new uh, feature of music, uh, hip-hop, rap videos to highlights that I mentioned before. And exactly. uh, doing uh, working with the Sacramento Kings this year. Uh, just did four ads for their uh, retro jersey night, and I'll be appearing at their stadium at some point this, during the year uh, for a nostalgia night and for you know celebrating their team. Did a, a, an event with the Warrior or with the uh, Charlotte Hornets last year, so it, it, the work is increasing just because of word of mouth and the videos out there that I've done that other teams are, are catching on. And when the Clippers did an entire Jam Day, it wasn't just nostalgia; it was NBA Jam Day. ESPN did a hashtag NBA Jam Day for the 25th. I did two mm-hmm. custom highlights for uh, Stan and Neil, and they came back chuckling out of the highlights. I was man, i got to write some of that stuff down. This guy's good. Oh, I love it when you call me Big Blocka. What's my favorite <laughs> time of year? Blocktoberfest. Kaboom. Like my wife always says, not tonight. And he comes up with a fisherman's nightmare. Nothing but net. Yes. So, you know, my, my style is actually it's funny because they – were, you know the originator sports center of doing kind of comical sarcastic you know uh, quips you know after highlights and i kind of took it to another level doing these highlights so uh, hopefully more teams will get on board and do that but i'm working uh with a uh, a, a woman who wants to help set me up with a, a boom shakalaka lifestyle brand including right. obviously merchandise t-shirts this that music and uh and a boom shakalaka energy drink men as a stamina, are you losing the stamina in the lane, having trouble getting up and staying up in the lane? Do you wish you could dunk like you did when you were 18 again all night long? Then you should ask Dr. J about Boom Shakalaka Energy. Now we'll dunk it all. Yes, dunk it all. Guaranteed to give you six extra inches of vertical. If you have a dunk lasting over six seconds, please call Dr. J immediately. Side effects include trash talking, foaming at the mouth, and catching on fire. Whoa, boom Shakalaka. <laughs> That's your sports boom shock lock energy drink, man. I think that would be an awesome thing for the league. So yeah, I've got you know trying to trying to take the the fun that NBA Jam is and you know put it into you know some some products that people will have as something to hold on to and to get a chuckle with. It. You know, in my, my style of you know, doing commercials, you know, there there's your boom shock lock energy <laughs> commercial right there for sports radio. Be perfect. <laughs> You know, it's interesting you say that, Scoopy Radio, uh, talking NBA Jam. It's a, it's interesting how you put something in the atmosphere for kids to consume, yeah. and it carries into their adulthood. Maybe yeah. I didn't notice it with my parents, but I noticed it with myself. And even the level of sampling. Like, I, I grew up a gospel music fan, and yeah. you know, seeing guys like Chance the Rapper sampling Kirk Franklin or Fred Hammond and some of those other people, and now it's in music today, Kanye West as well. Yeah, um, you are part of that fabric. You have yeah. a great responsibility, and it seems like it's, you're going all the way up with that. That's funny because the um, uh, the recent song that uh, I worked on with a, a producer out of uh, L.A., Charlie Heat, he's got three Grammy nominations for working with Kanye. He's such a big fan. He's like, dude. He goes, of all the projects I've worked on, he goes, this is my favorite because you're my hero. It's like that crazy thing. It's like upside down world for me to hear that. A guy who's worked for so many great artists, but he said, no, he goes, this is truly fun and no one's done this. Putting your voice 
into an NBA Jam like trash talking kind of song, and uh, in the uh, song they you know use my samples, and uh, they also are using tag teams. You know, whoop, there it is. Now the funny thing is that became a stadium classic. You know, back in the '90s, it was always played at the at the United Center. But the song had nothing to do with basketball, as you know. It's just the chorus, you know. Whoop, there it is, and boom, shakalaka, boom, shakalaka. So mm-hmm. we're t- taking this full full circle, and I've worked with those guys on Nostalgia Nights. They're, they're great tag team. But now I'm sampling them and putting my sample in with a new, young, you know, hip-hop uh, rap producer putting his take on it. So now we've got two 90s samples and giving a basketball, you know, verse, and chorus to the boom shakalaka, whoop, there it is. So, you know, whoop, there it is, boom shakalaka. I think you pretty much encapsulated everything. Yeah. We're, we're you know, we're, we're moving forward, and, and it's folks like you and, and the fans out there that, you know, keep the train rolling as long as people want to, you know, stay on that uh, that party train that the NBA Jam is. You know, there's, there's, there's so much more to do. And it's great to see, as I said, the people responding. That you told me that there's clips out there, people putting my voice on the new duo. So you're gonna have to send me a couple of links so I can see that. So you know, I'm sure a lot of the, the players today grew up playing it when they were kids. You know, if they didn't play it, if they're too young, their your older brother did or their, or their dad did. So uh, let's uh, let's keep the uh, train rolling, Scoop B. Brother, thank you so much for joining Scoop B Radio. How can people find more info about these young millennials? How can they find more information about you and what you're doing? Well, first, uh, visit uh, Twitter, Tim underscore Kitro. My website, you can either type in MrBoomShakalaka.com or TimKitro.com. That has all the videos that I've been doing with the NBA as well as comedy videos. I'm working on a YouTube channel with uh, none other than Mortal Kombat Master Daniel Fasina, a.k.a. Johnny Cage, Scorpion Sub-Zero, and all those other great characters. We, we go to trade shows together to do autograph signing and do uh, guest panels and, you know, whatever. So we're going to do a YouTube channel that's going to incorporate talking about gaming, obviously, sports, but with the emphasis on comedy and comedy skits and music and everything else. So look forward to that. And uh, just follow me and, uh, and, and get in touch with me. I, I love hearing back from fans. And Scoopy, man. A pleasure talking to you, a pleasure meeting you. We will definitely stay in touch. And uh, a big shout-out to your crowd out there. Uh, from downtown Chicago, Mr. Boom Shakalaka. Kaboom! Yes, Thanks, sir. And when, I come to, and when I come to Chicago, lunch on me. Yeah, the only thing, you know, when people meet me, they want to meet in an arcade bar, which I love. But I actually don't play video games. I've never played NBA Jam, so that will blow your mind. So don't get Wait, excited to play me. You've never played the game? I, I'm sure when I was out there at the studio when they had a cabinet, I, I pushed some buttons and, you know, poked a joystick the way a four-year-old would, you know, thinking thinking I was doing something. But never never had the patience, never cared. I was always just listening to, you know, the, the, the voice that I put on the game to see if it worked. And uh, and I, I loved playing basketball, so I, I couldn't cross that world. I was at that age where I didn't grow up with video games and Playing real basketball was real easy. Pushing all these buttons, especially the home version. Well, that's for Turbo. You press the one on the right to do that. Switch players, the CPU. Screw that. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot a basketball. So, yeah, it's a weird thing. Don't play Don't play the games. I can kind of see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's more magical, man. It's like, uh, it's, it's like that game exists and it's real. And, I, you know, every time I walk up to a cabin, I go, hey, that guy's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, anyway, yeah, Chicago. We're gonna we're gonna hang out when you come to town. So, uh, 
Uh, pleasure talking with you again, Brandon, and uh, we'll, see, we'll we'll catch up soon. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you All soon, right. my brother. Scoopy Radio. Overtime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.